You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's a member of our team with this week's message. One year ago today, can you believe that? Anybody here, was who was here one year ago today? Oh gosh, a lot of you. You remember? My ragtag warehouse and... oh yeah. This is amazing, and, and bought a, a building in the beginning or the middle of COVID. Who was thinking of this crazy stuff? But here we are. I uh, want to say a special thanks to Lee Bear and his team. Uh, these guys are magicians. They're not, they're not skilled labor. They're just plain magicians, okay? That, a, lot of, a lot of good things. Third space is evolving. Everybody say third space. Yeah, that's where we are, you know, that we're... 2911, Makers Coffee, things like that, but this is third space, and what we're trying to do is make third space the best place it can be for the community surrounding area to have a place to meet, and and, you know, when people walk in here, it's kind of like a spider web. Have you ever walked into a spider web? Well, I feel feel like a holy spider web's over every door, so any event or people that comes in, guess what they do? They walk into that. It's kind of like, wow, this is a holy place, Amen. And that's the way I look at it. So thank God for spider webs and stuff such as that. Well, I retired a few years ago, and uh, it's been great. Uh, I've worked myself to death since then. But, <laughs> but it's been great. But, uh, you know, I haven't, haven't preached in, in, in quite a while, not as near as much as I used to. But I was looking in my closet trying to find something last week, and, and I found a shoebox down in the very back corner, and I thought, well, that's strange. I've never seen that before. And so, anyway, I picked it up and I opened it up. And, well, here it was: three eggs and a big roll of one of one-dollar bills. And I thought, wow, I've never. What in the world? So I called Anita, and she came in. She says, "Oh, I, I'm sorry." I said, "What?" She says, "Well, I didn't want you to see that." I said, "What? Well, what? What's the deal?" She says, "I can't talk about it." She says, well, you got to, I mean, you know, we have a marriage. You tell us about it. She says, well, okay. She says, I've known you for a long time, and every time you've preached a, a bad sermon, I put an egg in the box. <laughs> and I thought, well, awesome, honey. What's the problem? There's only three eggs in there. And she says, well, yes, but every time I'd get a dozen, I'd sell them for a dollar at the local store. <laughs> So here I am, and anyway, but uh, Pastor Brent kicked off a series last week. Awesome job. He talked about passion to be more like Jesus, renewing our minds, walking the path that Christ has laid out for us. And we, we talk quite a bit, and the idea behind it is we don't want to just come and dump some information on you. It's not an entertainment venue. And, and I thought to myself this morning, oh, what a presence of God. And it's a... Uh, there's a guy that stands right here and he sings. His name is uh, Micah, isn't that right? And in the, the verse, in the lyrics he was singing, he says, Lord, will you meet me here again? And I heard an answer from heaven says, yes, I will. Can you believe that God is here for you this morning? Not just in a sermon, not just in notes and special effects and black paint. We have built a cave, didn't we? Yeah, we, we have built a cave. But the thing about it is, God wants to do something in your life to make you different. Everybody say different. different. Yeah, difference. What? What? The, you know, we do. Uh, can you spot the difference? And some of those are obvious, you know. And 
anybody, anybody can be something, but God wants us to be different, right? Well, look at Christian, for example. Now, is that different or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's different. What's the difference between 55 and 85? <laughs> somebody, somebody had the right answer. Somebody said it was just 30. No, it could be $500 speeding ticket, right? So there's a difference between 55 and 85. How about between yellow and chartreuse? Now, for me, that's a challenge, okay? They're both yellow. Now, it's kind of harder to tell. How about between a nickel and five cents? What's the difference? There's somebody already back there. Nickel. How about between night and day? That's a pretty easy one there, isn't it? You know, today, I want to talk. Some things are easy to tell the difference, and some are not. And today, I want to talk about something that makes a difference. It's called standards. Everybody say standards. Yeah, standards are, are unique. It's a point or a way in which things or people are not the same. It's a way to tell the differences. Differences can only be measured if there's a standard. You've got to have one thing that says this is it. Or if you're not careful, it's not, and then everything is it. There's a lot of talk that went out lately in the last few years that says, the philosophy says, I'm okay, you're okay. And it doesn't matter what the Bible says. It just says, you know, do what you want to do. Be what you want to be. Historically, measurements have always been a point of contention. That's my property line. No, that's my property line. No, that's my donkey. No, that's not your donkey. That's my donkey. In Proverbs 20, the Bible tells us that God hates varying or differing standards or measurements. God says there is a measurement, there is a standard. Standards are so important that we actually have a federal agency called the Bureau of Weights and Standards. Did you know that? You know why that's true? Because they want to make sure that a pound is what? A pound. They want to make sure an hour is what? An hour. Wide is wide. A mile is a mile. That's standards, right? So that way you can say, for sure, I know how far or how long or whatever. And, you know, if you ask me, first off, you know, without a clear standard, things are unclear and confusing. If you were to ask me how far it is to my house, I would tell you three songs. <laughs> okay? That's it. If you want to get to my house, it's just three songs from here. Now, if it's happy birthday you won't make it out of the parking lot, right? What if it's free bird? You're going to be in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, three songs, free bird. And so the idea behind it is there has to be a standard. If there's not a standard, you can't tell the difference. You have nothing to measure by. There needs to be a standard. Did you know that God has a standard for you? God has a standard for me. Oh, and here's fixing it kind of intense, okay? Uh, I asked Brent, I said, can y'all mute me or turn me off or tell me to leave when I get to a certain point in the sermon? Because there comes a time in our Christian life, we need to understand, am I different? What's the difference between me and average Joe? What's the difference between me and somebody in the world? Because if there's no difference, guess what? What's the deal? What, 
if we're all the same, somebody's unnecessary, <laughs> right? So God wants to know what's the difference and what's the standard. Well, here comes the standard. It's found in 1 Peter chapter 15, verse, I mean it's chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy, for I am holy. That's not like a standard to you. God says, if you want to, be holy. No. He says, if you get a chance to, or every now and then, be holy, right? No. God says, be holy because I'm holy. And look what it says in Hebrews 12, 14. Without holiness, anybody read the rest of that? No man shall see God. So here we have a standard. And, and, and you say, well, it got awful serious and got awful deep. And, you know, I didn't come here for all that. I just come here for the entertainment. Well, you, you missed two times, didn't you? <laughs> the idea behind it is God wants you to know that there's a standard. And when I say the word holiness, it scares people. It brings up ideals of legalism and, and, and Catholicism and so many different things. And God wants you to know that the standard indeed is holiness, but he's got some good news for you. Holiness isn't earned, it isn't bought, it isn't bartered for. It's not something you can try to possess. Holiness is imparted. Oh, you know there's between imputation and impartation? I like those big words, gymnasium, mayonnaise, all over there, they're great. <laughs> yeah, but impartation means it has to be handed. That's impartation. Imputation says... Yeah, Clarence, you're a good guy. That's imputing something. It's not touching. It's not getting close. Holiness cannot be imputed. If the Bible says you're holy, it doesn't mean you're holy. The Bible says you're holy if it's imparted to you, okay? So that's what God is wanting you to see today, that it's not a worry thing that you have to say, I've got to be this, or I've got to be that, or I've got to do this and that. It's not legalism. Holiness is imparted. Once you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, you know what happens? You become holy. You become touched. And when God touches you, you become like Him. You're creating His image and His likeness. But what He wants you to know, He wants relationship and fellowship with you. Brent told us last week in Romans 12, 2, that we shouldn't conform to this world, but we should be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And what that tells me is there's got to be a change. I love the word transformed there. Anybody remember their biology class? And there was this thing about uh, butterflies. You remember that? Started off as a, an embryo or something, and it went to a cocoon, and, and then it went through a change, and it's called metamorphosis, right? And that's what God wants to know that happens in our life, that we're not the same before than we are after we're touched by God. There's a metamorphosis take place. There's a transformation that takes place. You're no longer like you were. You're different than you were. When somebody comes up and says, I cannot spot the difference, it's obvious. There's something different about you. I can remember some of my high school friends saw me later and said, you are a preacher? <laughs> I thought they meant that positive, but it didn't sound like it when they said it, okay? But a change had taken place. A transformation had taken place. And that's what God wants to have in your life because you've touched something different. 
I remember doing some kids' things a long time ago, and I have a sack in it, just a brown paper sack and an object in it, and I'd ask the kids to come up and fill the sack and tell me what was in it. They said, well, it's a ball. It's an orange. It's a peach. And then they would just go through so many different things. And I said, here, reach your hand in it. And so they reached their hand in it, and they felt it, and it says, it's round, and it's different. You know, these are kids doing this, and they pull it out, and I said, what is it? He said, I'm not sure. I said, smell your hand. They went, wow, onion. <laughs> it wasn't because they identified it by touch, but it identified them because they touched it, right? And that's what happens. When you touch God, there's a, there's a fragrance on you. There's a difference on you, and it's called holy. Everybody say holy. Don't be scared of holy because God says you're holy because he's holy. All right? Yet we get this confused and we get this legalism. We get this judgment on ourselves because it says, oh, I wasn't holy today. Well, no, you are holy today if you're a Christian because Jesus is in you, the hope of glory, right? So remember that God says it's not what you've done. It's what you've changed because of a touch. Uh, Y'all forgive me. I've had this COVID pneumonia, so I'm still learning how to breathe again, okay? I'm doing great now, thank you, but uh, just sometimes I have to take a, a little bit of a breath, okay? Isaiah chapter 6, uh, in the year King Uzziah died, if y'all remember the scripture, it says, I saw the Lord and he was lifted up and mighty and all this, and seraphim was around, and, and they were crying out three things. Anybody remember what they cried out? Holy, holy, holy. And you know what they were saying? They're talking to God. They're worshiping God. He said, this is the living God. He's holy. He's holy. Anybody know what holy is? It's a unique word we find in the Greek, and there's that Greek again. But it's ios or agios, however you want to say it. But it means other thanness. So we've heard set apart before. Holy means set apart. Well, that's good. But I like the deeper meaning of other thanness. What the seraphim were saying was, God is different than that he's great no he's different than that he's good no he's different than that he's mighty no he's different than that oh he, he's so dependable he's different than that do you hear what i'm saying god is holy which means he's other than no matter what adjective you can use to describe god guess who he is other than that he's bigger than that and god wants you to be other than that other than the world holiness holiness and that's what he wants us to be different boy <laughs> different's a good word actually paul says we ought to be peculiar right but let's look at how to be different that's the main course of what we're here for today let me tell you how to be different number one second timothy three sixteen. what does it say every scripture is inspired by God for use, for, uh, for God, useful for teaching, reproof, correction, and training. God wants you to know something. If you want to be different, you've got to put something different in you. Brent told us that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of what? Our mind. The only way you can renew this properly is by the Word of God. You were created in His image, His likeness, so if you want to be in His pattern, you do what He said. You go to the instruction book that He wrote, amen? So study Read that word, read that word, read the scripture on a regular basis. Secondly, in 2 uh, Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, not just read the word, but what? Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, 
a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. So not only do we read, God wants us to study. Isn't it a neat thing? You can read something and probably forget it, but you study it. Wow, here we go. I was in college years ago, some years ago, and I, I took a monomics course. Anybody remember what monomics is? It's the study of memorization. And uh, Dr. Tyndall says, if you'll study this, you'll remember anything. We walk into his class, and uh, he said, what's your name? This is uh, Sanford University. And he says, uh, I said, well, Kurt. He says, last name Sanford. He says, uh, okay, have a seat, Kurt. And there was probably a hundred of us in the auditorium. And on the way out, he shook our hands and called our name. And I thought, is it written? <laughs> but he had, he had mastered monomics, right? And he says, Kurt, you can do this anytime, any way. He says, it's easy. It's called SQ3R. SQ3R. And I'm talking about, because this is important in scriptures, okay? So it's study. Read, recite, repeat, and I'm not sure what the other is. <laughs> I forgot. The idea behind it is we need to study. Read, recite, repeat. Uh, I like it. I know a little bit of Spanish, too. He's a couple guys that I met down there. Uh, Escucha y repite, okay? This means listen and repeat. And a lot of times that's what we need to do when we just read the Scripture. Now let's find out what we've read, so let's study, okay? And then thirdly, you really want to be different. Here's the way to be different. It's found in John 14, 23, and it's called intimacy. John says, if anybody, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our abode with him. Oh, my gosh. I've got a house where God visits. Isn't that something? And intimacy means that you don't just go to see God. You don't just talk about God. You don't just have a conversation with God. He lives with you. God wants to live and make an abode in you. And when he does that, you know what happens? You become different. Oh, me and Anita, we usually fight. The police come several times a week and everything like that. But we have a missionary friend that comes to stay, and he thinks we're heavenly. Yeah. Hey, sweetheart, how are you doing? I love you. I love you. Jerry Lee, you get up and you remember no, I'm just saying, intimacy makes a difference. When somebody comes to live with you, you act different, don't you? I mean, seriously, if I come to your house, you're going to be different because of presence, right? And that's what God is wanting you to have, an intimacy that helps to make you different. The standard of holiness is not a checklist. Don't try to figure out, did I do that right? Did I do this right? Let the Holy Spirit abide in you. And when he abides in you, you know what's going to happen? You're going to start making different choices, different decisions. One of my mentors one time told me, he says, Kurt, if you make a decision based on only the information you've, met, you've got, it's a good decision. I said, well, what happens if it turns out bad? He says, well, you can only make information, I mean make decisions on the information you have. He says, the key is, can you find more information before you make a decision? See, tonight, this morning, what we're trying to do is help you to understand there's more information out there. And it's not bad. It's good. God's got plans for you. They're not evil, right? They're good to bring you to a good and expected end. And God wants you to know that holiness is not something you have to have a checklist for. It's, it's a wonderful thing that God says the standard of holiness is simply a fruit 
of relationship with God. So if you hang around God enough, guess what? You start acting like him. I worked in Blunt County for a while, backhoes and, and strip pits and dump trucks and massive equipment. And I was hanging around these Blunt County guys. I love my Blunt County friends. But I noticed when I come home, I start talking about, yeah, my battery's not up, up good. And says, you know, my 30-footer, I'm talking about his travel trailer. You know, it, you just pick up stuff. And my wife was saying, why are you acting so crazy? And I said, well, I've been hanging around crazy people, right? <laughs> Wonder if we hang around holiness, what happens? See, that's what God's asking you to do this morning. The standard is not Oprah Winfrey. The standard is not Alabama football or Auburn football. The standard is not what the world's telling you. You hear this? The standard is holiness, and it's godliness, and it's being like God. 2 Corinthians 3.18 And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory slash holiness are being transformed into his image slash holiness with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Unveiled faces. Did you hear that? Did you catch that in that scripture? And we, <coughs> excuse me, with unveiled faces. Anybody here been part of a wedding? The bride comes down, she's got this thing over her face. What is it? Oh, you look, and here comes down the aisle, and you say, wow, your, your heart's beating. You say, gosh, she is she beautiful. And Boy, we just look at that, and we think, wow, and then there comes a time when what? You remember? Oh, away the veil, right? And then you can see clear and you say, Dagum, she is, right? I mean, we've been there and we understand that terminology. Apocalypsis is the word for unveiling. Apo in the Greek just simply means away. And calypsis comes from the root of kaleo, means a veil. God says when the veil is taken away, there's an apocalypsis. The last book in our Bible is called what? The same word for apocalypsis. Away the veil. God is taking away the veil so that you be able to see him in clarity. Isn't that great to know that you can just kind of, oh wow, it's better than I thought. Come on. Y'all remember? And that's what he says when we have unveiled faces, we, we just, it's, it's amazing. And then just a couple of verses before that, I don't have time to look at all of it, but it says, but when anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Wow. You talking about a standard? All you got to do to find the standard is turn to the Lord. You know what he does? Come on, we're the bride of Christ, right? You know what he does? He lifts the veil. And then what do you have face to face? That's what changes us, guys. That's what makes a difference. That's what we've been talking about in this series. What's the difference? The difference is, can you see God? Because God sees you. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life.
as always, we dare you to dream.